0: If you don't have a sound for whatever you're doing, it's really hard to give people emotional context on how they should feel about what you're putting out into the world. That's
1: perfect. Makes me think of the movie Jaws. And
0: yes, you never saw you never saw the creature until like the very end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. We've talked in past episodes about branding your podcast, and mostly we've talked about visual branding, your logo, cover art, colors, and fonts. This is going to be a great conversation with my guest today about your podcast's audio branding that is focusing on the sound elements of your show. My guest is Jody Krangle. Jody has been a voice actor since 2007, and has worked with clients from major brands all over the world, including Dell, BBVA, and Kraft. She's also a singer and put out her own album of jazz, blues, and traditional tunes. Jody also has her own podcast called Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Welcome, Jody. I am so happy you're here today.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: Me, too. This is going to be great. This is audio branding is something that even podcasters don't think about enough, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people don't think about it. It's one of those things that psychologically is in the background of most of our lives everywhere. And so because it's so prevalent, we don't think about it as something by itself.
1: (laughs) True. And when you say branding, immediately what people think of is just a logo. Mm-hmm. You know Nike swoosh or McDonald's the the arches. Yeah, and branding is so much more than that. So oh, yeah, let's start out with the very basics. What is audio branding?
0: Well, I'm going to give you the definition that the International Sound Awards uses. And uh, by the way, if anyone out there is interested in entering into the International Sound Awards, now is the time because oh. I think it ends in the deadlines are in May, I think. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So it's something if you have something innovative and in sound that you want to send to the world and let them know that you did. <laughs> that's awesome. this is a good thing to enter into. So they define it as a brand sound that represents the identity and values of a brand in a distinct manner. And that could include audio logos, branded functional sounds. So say your GE kettle makes a sound when mm-hmm. it finishes boiling. Um, when your washing machine is finished, it does some kind of a little trill of some kind, you know, things like that. Wow. Uh, and uh, brand music or the mm-hmm. brand voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously voiceovers are a part of that uh, is all characteristic elements of audio branding.
1: Absolutely. Wow. And you know, I love when I rarely but still shut down my Mac and turn it back on. And that's a distinctive sound. So that's their brand sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, so I haven't been on a PC and a couple decades but i am entirely pc that is like okay. my whole world so yes <laughs> they have a sound right windows has a sound everyone right?
0: has a sound yeah yes. yeah and definitely i i think it's important to put some thought into that sound too it shouldn't just be a, a beeper whistle or whatever like it, it should have some meaning to let people who are aware of your company know who you are in a really short period of time. Yeah. The way that they they figure that out when they look at your your visual logo.
1: Mm-hmm. True.
0: And most people
1: are very peculiar about the ringtone on their phone. Oh yeah. Even if they're using a preset one, you know, one of the options they're given. I took a clip from a song that I love just instrumental, it's actually Alone in Kyoto by Air. It was used in the movie Lost in Translation. So I pulled a clip out of it back when you could do this in iTunes, I don't know if you can still anymore. And that is my ringtone. And sometimes when people hear it, they're like, oh my God, good choice for a ringtone. <laughs> so yeah. like, I don't need other people to hear it,
0: but like my family all associates that clip with me now. Well, totally. And I know public speakers have certain music that they play before they come out on a stage. And often it's to pump them up, yeah, as much as it is to pump up the people in the audience. True. So, yeah, so one of the things to think about, when you're figuring out your sound is not only does it appeal to you but also does it appeal to your audience so it's got to be a nice mingling of those two things true
1: yeah public speakers and baseball players they have songs that get played when they come up to bat Mm -hmm. yeah that's great all of these things that we are used to like you said that are constantly in the background of our lives and we just don't pay attention or we don't think about, like you said, we don't think yeah, about.
0: Yeah, but it's psychology. And one of the really interesting things about sound is that it reaches us on an emotional level. Mm. So if you think about it and the the way that I like to, to show this so that people understand what I'm talking about is if like I hate horror movies. I'm mm. not a horror movie fan. But if I watch a horror movie and I don't have the sound on, I can watch a horror movie. I don't care how gory it is. It doesn't affect me. Right. Right. (laughs) Because you're given the emotional cues of what you're supposed to feel by the music and the sound effects that happen during that movie. Mm -hmm. And if you're not hearing that, you're not getting those emotional cues, which means it's not really making an impression on you. True. So you're getting the idea of what the plot is, but you're not really caring. Yeah. So turn that around, right? If you don't have a sound for whatever you're doing, it's really hard to give people emotional context on how they should feel about what you're putting out into the world.
1: That's perfect. Makes me think of the movie Jaws. And... Yes, you never saw you never saw the creature until right. like the very end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the music that made it so scarier, in other scenes too. You know, set the tone for being lighthearted and having hope, and then the I, I can't sing it on here. I can't, you know, because copyright infringement. But y'all know what I'm referring to. <laughs> Everyone can hear that that bit, that music in your head. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely sets the stage. So it seems totally obvious. But why is audio branding so important in podcasting?
0: Well, I think that for podcasters, it's the same deal as it would be for a major corporation or a, a person who wants to brand themselves in any way you are branding yourself with your podcast and your podcast is audio. So first and foremost, your audio should be decent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not t- it does not have to be perfect, right. But it should be good enough that someone doesn't want to turn you off in frustration. Yes. <laughs> so I uh, you know, I know there are people who do this, but if you're on a podcast, having interviews with people over a phone line mm. not the greatest idea no um i know people who do it and, and they're very successful and all the power to them but i just don't feel that that's a best a, a good use of the medium put yeah. it that way yeah. um so that's one thing but another thing is that when people hear the opening notes of your podcast music they should associate it with you yeah. and that can be tricky, I know, for people, especially people who are just starting out, because the tendency is to go to a license-free music directory and get something from there that you feel appeals to you. And again, you need to also pay attention to what might appeal to your audience. So that is equally as important. Right. And 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 when you're using license-free music uh, from a directory, yes, you are getting a great piece of music, and yes, it's very decently priced and I totally relate to that because that's how I started my podcast as well but at a certain point you're going to need a piece of music that is yours Mm -hmm. and the reason I say that is because I have heard so many different podcasts that are in the same kind of genre of things that they do that use the same license-free music Mm -hmm. as their beginning yeah and their end and anything in between and it's frustrating to hear that from my perspective, because I'm thinking that is a lost opportunity that they could have had to make something unique to their own brand that they would own and that no one else could have. And that to me is part of a good audio brand. You have to be able to own it.
1: (laughs) True. Yeah, Yeah, very true. I have not gotten to that point yet. I do want to... It takes time. Yeah. It was a
0: hundred episodes before I did that, before yeah. I started paying someone to make the music. Yeah. And uh, and it kind of followed suit with... This is going to sound really weird, but McDonald's, when they went with their audio brand, technically, you know, the da-da-da-da-da, like all that, right? Yeah. So, so that was the chorus of a song from Justin Timberlake that <gasps> they had got him to do. <gasps> and this is years ago, right? Oh, my right? gosh. And... So he was paid for a number of years to sing it for them, and he did that, and yeah. it was great. Uh, I don't know if it was a number of years or just a year. And then they went with something that was uh, someone else doing it, and it was just the chorus. And then they boiled it down to that one little mnemonic yeah. from the chorus. Wow. And and that's what they settled on for the, you know, the I'm loving it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. that is where that's from. Wow. and. And so it kind of it it distills. Mm-hmm. So the the market tells you what your brand is in a way, right? True. It tells you what what they resonate with, yeah. and then you boil it down into its component parts and use the concentrated version, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, kind of what I did with my own. Mm. So that's so yeah, awesome. that, yeah. The i the idea being that <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. interrupt. No, no. <laughs>
1: don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> You are the expert on that there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the idea when I first started was that I really liked a guitar riff that was being played on this particular license-free music. Mm. And um, like, da-da-da, da-da-da, like it was just this like really nice guitar riff that I thought would really be a nice earworm for people. Mm. And so I liked that a lot, and I kept it for about 100 episodes, so definitely people got used to it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I need to practice what i preach right yeah. <laughs> so time to pay someone to make a piece of music for me and what i wanted to do was i wanted to have something that was still earwormy mm-hmm. that had that that intro guitar riff of some kind it wasn't exactly what was there before but it was similar enough that you recognized the theme you know? Mm -hmm. And I kept with that for a little while. It was a little grungier than Mm -hmm. I wanted to settle with for good. So I did that for about 50 episodes Mm -hmm. and then had someone else make me another one that I'm planning on using for a long time that was a little more clean cut, I guess. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, the market tells you where you're meant to be. Yeah. True. So, So that's kind of where it's settled. But yeah, distilling into those component parts and then taking the concentrated music of what you end up with or the Mm -hmm. concentrated sounds is kind of how audio branding develops. That
1: is very interesting. It makes sense. Because like you said, our brand, we aren't creating putting out there and having it be set in stone, our audience definitely co creates the brand helps the brand evolve. And it's really fascinating though with audio branding and especially as podcasters because it can take a while to get feedback from our audience.
0: Oh, it and, can. And yeah. I
1: wonder how often they comment on the music. I mean, we can ask them. We can just oh, flat totally. out ask them. And we should.
0: Yeah, but not many people answer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. the interesting thing about podcasting and what I love about it and what I dislike about it at the same time, it's very passive. So when someone's listening to your podcast, they want to sit back and not be bothered. They want to just listen to what's going on and not have to be no pressure, have nothing they need to do, you know, just listen and and go on with their lives, right? So if you really want that feedback, you kind of have to give them another medium. Yes. That's why I use Clubhouse. Mm. So it's kind of a companion and I have rooms there that people can go into and actually comment and have their voice be heard. And it's their decision to do that. True.
1: (laughs) And that's part of why they're there. Yes, exactly. We're like the reason they're there. I have not joined clubhouse. I, I need like, I need to read a bunch on (laughs) how to do it. I have it opened on my, I know it's, you know, mobile app, but I have it opened on my computer in a, in a window. And,
0: like, all right, let's figure this out and <laughs>
1: see yeah. if I should
0: be there. So I actually use a desktop application called clubdeck.app and Ooh. it works both on Mac and PC. Oh cool. So I do highly recommend that if you prefer working on your desktop, which I do. I do. So I do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I have access to better mics if I'm on my True. my desktop right oh yes
1: yes i don't even have a mic to plug into my phone yet because i haven't done anything
0: yeah like i'm that. i'm aware that you can yeah. it's just i'm a little uh, i'm hesitant to do it yeah <laughs> so yeah. i like using i like using what i have here already all right great club Okay. Yeah. dot app okay app yeah app, okay yeah cool Thank so you. it uh, it just helps a lot yeah. And I find that I have to be very conscious of the exact timing of when I'm on Clubhouse. Mm. So I'm not typically hanging around Clubhouse just to see what's there. <laughs> I'm usually yeah. there for a specific reason. Someone's mm. told me there's something happening or my own Clubhouse rooms, which are at 2 p.m. on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Mm. I'm, And it's just for an hour. one hour that's it (laughs) the room ends (laughs) i remember in the beginning when you went to clubhouse the rooms were never ending they were just like keep on going because people wanted to talk i guess we were in the middle of the pandemic right (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah but if you use it yeah exactly if you use it consciously though Mm -hmm. then it can be a very good tool awesome
1: where can people find you on clubhouse do you want to share
0: Sure. It's a a club called The Power of Sound. And I actually just created a house Mm. because I think they're getting rid of clubs. I'm not sure what's happening there. But I've been seeing that they're kind of like sunsetting them a little bit. So I decided to make a house. So there's a house called The Power of Sound. And it's really interesting because the houses allow you to create little um, chats and things inside mm. the house that okay. no one else sees. Mm. So it doesn't appear in the hallway, I guess you call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have yeah. to learn all they of don't, this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it, it's actually not that difficult once okay. you get into it, really. Okay. it's it, it can sound intimidating, but yeah. it's really it's not. <laughs> okay good to know. Yeah. All right. Sidebar all of that. So,
1: <laughs> But yeah, very helpful. Okay. What are some common mistakes that podcasters in particular make with audio branding? Uh,
0: not thinking about it at yeah. all is definitely one of the biggest ones. I come across that a lot. Um, first of all, not thinking about your sound at all, and not making it uh, worthy of being listened to. Mm. Because people are not going to comment if you're Usually they're not gonna comment if your sound is really good. Mm-hmm. They are going to comment if it's really bad and they will just tune out. They won't listen. Right. So they may not least, comment at all. They'll just yeah, stop listening. Exactly. And, and they won't, won't say know. anything. Yeah. Yep. You'll just never know. They'll just tune out. You won't be able to get an audience. Yeah. So yeah, that's number one mistake right there. But the the number two mistake I think is choosing a piece of music that you love but that doesn't fit your audience. Mm-hmm. So that's another one. You kinda have to think about who it is you're trying to reach and reach out to them. Yeah. It's not all about you. <laughs> right. Right. Cause that's the same with visual branding, is uh-huh.
1: we may go for colors, fonts, logo that we love. You know, we may pick our favorite colors, and that is fine as long as those colors and fonts match the tastes of the audience we're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they go totally against it, then it's pointless to use those fonts and colors. So like you're well, saying also, it's the exact same yeah. with the music.
0: Yeah, you might attract the you might attract different people, right. you know? That that also is an interesting aspect of this too. Often we create a podcast that we think will appeal to certain people and it appeals to other people instead. Right. right. <laughs> so uh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that but yeah you're you're um you want to be very intentional with this is all i'm saying when that is
1: a bad thing is when our podcast is a marketing tool for our business oh yeah and if it ends up appealing to the wrong for us clients Mm -hmm. not good so yeah we need to have the branding work for our ideal client but yeah if it appeals to a different audience that's when our podcast is not for a business then Mm -hmm. cool that's fine as long as it it appeals to someone quote right enough
0: (laughs) yeah good point yeah yeah
1: (laughs) all right so how does audio branding help create a more cohesive and recognizable brand i mean we talked about being associated with a sound Mm -hmm. you know ideally like you said an earworm yeah we'll hear that music every time and go yes this is this is audio branding you know with jody Crangle, or this is podcast launchpad with angela kelly
0: smith yes exactly i think that consistent repetition is needed Mm. That is something that advertisers and marketers and branding people have known from day one, really. Consistent repetition. So you have to be consistently using it and you need to use it over and over again. Mm. It's not something that you can switch up every five minutes because people aren't going to recognize it. They're not going to associate it with you because memory is a tricky thing. (laughs) So really, for instance, advertisers want advertising that is memorable Mm -hmm. because that's what gets their clients business Mm -hmm. right so advertising requires us to remember what we just saw or heard or felt right that's what you want to do with your podcast Mm -hmm. your podcast let's face it whatever it is you're doing you are advertising yeah whether it's your public speaking whether it's your branding services whether it's your voiceover services whether it's the coaching you do to uh women in distress whether it's um you know the inspiration that you offer to people who uh, might otherwise be down on their luck and looking to get out of it there's all sorts of other things that you're making a podcast for Mm -hmm. but whoever you want to reach and whatever the reason is you want to reach them you need to be memorable in order to actually have people care about your podcast
1: yeah that makes sense. And I know of some podcasts that actually use like different music frequently, or for every episode to set a tone for that episode. And I don't think that's a good idea. Because what we're talking about that repetition, and you're having a tone for the whole show, even though a particular episode might have a slightly different tone. You know, maybe that episode is going to be not a downer, but, you know, like more serious than some other episodes. Sure. Yeah. But it's still part of the greater uh, show. Yeah. And I've even told some students before that, okay, if you're going to have an episode that is like a real downer, for example, and your music is normally really peppy, okay, do one episode without music.
0: That's actually an interesting idea. Yeah, I like that a lot. With an audio brand though, the really interesting thing about actually having a cohesive audio brand, you can take that music and make it somber. So Ooh. whatever music your brand is using already at the moment, just have someone take that and make a somber version of it, <gasps> right? Oh my goodness. So there's, there's all sorts of ways that you can do this. And yeah, that is what really makes a good audio brand. It works in many different genres, it works in many different situations, Mm. and it grows with the brand. So that's the point of an audio brand. It's not a static, you know, concrete thing that you just do once and then, you know, use multiple times. It can evolve with your brand. I love that. All right. So that's a
1: huge, huge benefit of having custom music made for you.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh,
1: my gosh. And and then also having the perfect length made for the intro and outro so you're not clipping it yourself and creating that fade an awkward fade out you know for Mm -hmm. the intro and awkward fade in at the beginning of the outro because that's not easy to do from especially for people who've never edited before
0: Yeah, I often, well, first of all, you want to do this in multi tracking, just Mm, so that people are aware, because it's really hard to do it otherwise. But if you're in multi track, and you let the music from your intro bleed into when you start talking, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and then again, it it comes on right before you're finished speaking. And so Mm. people sort of know that that's the ending. And yeah. You're getting to the end and, and it you don't have to have it cut off immediately when you finish speaking. Right. So or start immediately right. when you finish speaking. So yeah. there are ways editing-wise that that can be very helpful and can help you spread that audio brand around a little more. <laughs> totally.
1: Yeah. All right. But love what you're saying about different versions, different tones to it. it makes me think of when people do covers of songs and they would be in a totally different style and um there's uh, i love the leftovers they ran for on hbo ran from 2014 to 17 and there's a version of from greece um i've got chills that are electrifying uh, but i You're the Uh, one that I want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I had to start at the beginning to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a slower, it's not somber, but yeah, almost sexier Mm -hmm. uh, version that they use in there. And it sets an entirely different tone from the original
0: version. Yeah, it does. So
1: yeah, it can be something like that. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Also think about um, like like 007, like the yeah. James Bond movies, right? This was brought to my attention by um, Uli Reese, who was just on my podcast recently. He's from um, an audio branding company called Amp, and they've done a lot of stuff that you would know. <laughs> mm, okay. And he was just mind-blowingly awesome. Mm. And when he mentioned this to me, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, James Bond, all those movies, they hire a famous, well-known top forty, whatever really well-known performer to yeah. do the main song, yeah. right? Yeah. But that main song always has the feel of the James Bond theme. yeah, it's it has a feel of it. It's not identical. It doesn't take that actual music. Sometimes it does, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it doesn't take the actual us- music usually and just re rework it into a different genre. It yeah. actually creates a new sound mm-hmm. that has the James Bond feel. Yes, and um, Mastercard is starting to do this right now. Or uh, yeah, Mastercard. Yeah, mm. they're starting to create have um, artists create music that has a Uh, a mastercard feel (laughs) (gasps) wow yeah that interesting yeah it's so interesting (laughs) yeah i you'd think right but they have built a whole huge audio brand Mm. that has multiple different touch points Mm. that lots of people lots of people hear multiple times in a day yeah and their advertising follows through with this, and you know, they're now they're making like a a soundtrack, I guess, that you can put together with it. So it's it's really fascinating to see this develop into the the corporate uh, company brand world. <laughs> wow, that is <laughs> but, amazing. Yeah, yeah, but but the whole you know double A seven James Bond idea can also follow through to someone with a podcast. You have music that feels like what you are promoting, what you're mm. talking about on your podcast, and that is an audio brand of of itself. Mm-hmm. So you don't, there are so many different ways to do this is yeah. all I'm saying, yep. <laughs> not just one way, and it right. evolves over time. Brilliant, absolutely love that. Yes, everything in our
1: podcast is changeable. You need to have consistency, but you can change things, anything at any time, so pick something yeah. and stick with it, you know, try it for a, ri- a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can change. So should have commented on this earlier, but sound is up there with smell as like, those are the two strongest senses, aren't yeah. they? As, yeah. as far as like triggering memories, and you can hear a song or any, you know, a particular sound mm-hmm. that really st- sticks with you or it's stuck with you, triggers some memory more so than seeing something. You oh, know, yeah. you'll hear something and it triggers a visual memory, for example. Yes. Yeah. Like just like smell does.
0: And you're actually back there. It is yeah. it's not like it's a memory. It's like you're experiencing it all over again. Yeah. And that's the really lovely thing about sound, because it gives us that emotional context. Right. It's it it hits us right in the heart. And if you can use that in your advertising, branding, and marketing, why wouldn't you? (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) That doesn't mean that it's not authentic. Right. No. Uh, that, That just means that you know how to reach your audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so then same thing with the podcast. I mean, no, we can't use famous songs without going through a very difficult, lengthy, and expensive licensing. Oh process.
0: yes, <laughs> definitely yes.
1: So yeah. don't do that. Don't go mm-hmm. use your favorite song, no. even if it's on available on i um Instagram. You know, we can't go use those. So but we can create or use our own music to create those memories like you said with that repetition the more more people listen to your show and get used to that same piece of music or variation that you're using over and over again they it gets stuck into them especially if it's, it becomes an earworm totally yeah, yeah. love it <laughs> So what are some resources or tools that listeners can use to help them create an audio brand?
0: Well, I actually have a PDF on my website that can give you some of those. (gasps) Awesome. So yeah, if you go to the podcast uh, URL, which is audiobrandingpodcast.com, there's a graphic that gives you a worksheet that you can like on the, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's on the left-hand side. Okay of someone looking at the, at the, at the, hard, at the
1: website. Hi, know yeah. <laughs> on the We're video, it's like, around. which hand do we use here? So, but for <laughs> listeners, they can't see it anyway. So yeah, yeah. on the left-hand side. Okay. Yes. Click on yeah. The there's a, image. there's a
0: banner there that will give you information on that. And there are a, a, a few resources in there for finding music, for finding sound effects um, and for voiceovers as well. If you happen to need that kind of thing. Of course, if someone needs a voiceover, they're welcome to get in touch with me. Awesome. Um, yeah, there are there are a lot of things out there. Um, and I know that if you are hosting your podcast in a particular place, a lot of the podcast hosting companies now have resources that you can look at from mm. them. So I'm with Captivate, and I know that Captivate has a ton yes. of resources. So just look. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm with them too. Love Captivate.
0: yeah. yeah really great yeah mark mark really knows what he's doing yes yes he definitely does
1: all right so tell us a little about your podcast audio branding
0: well, I the name is about, very to
1: the point, isn't it? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, it's very to the point. I I honestly don't talk only about advertising and marketing. However, mm-hmm. um, I do talk about how sound influences our buying decisions. Nice. But I also talk about how it influences our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> pardon me. I've talked to people who work in healthcare and want to help uh, mitigate the damage that the beeps in hospitals are doing to us. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, a fellow named Michael Schutz. If you look up those uh, episodes mm-hmm. um, on my blog, I have sections, and that would be under the healthcare section. So there's healthcare, there's music, there's technology mm-hmm. and development, there's podcasting. Of course, mm-hmm. I talk a lot about podcasting as well, and I talk about some voiceover stuff, and I talk about film and media and that kind of thing as well as it pertains to sound Mm -hmm. and you know i've talked about things like the the fact that the universe actually makes sound that we aren't hearing because we're not able to but machines and and you know instruments that we have know that they are making sound it's just
1: (laughs) beyond our it's beyond our experience yeah Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly so so there there is that kind of like everything has sound Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, really. There's like a whole bunch of really interesting topics like Foley and um, m- music and movies and mm-hmm. why we're having a hard time understra- understanding the dialogue in movies these days. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, things like that. Noiseless movie props. That's been an interesting topic, too. Wow. Oh, ASMR, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so uh uh, uh, what is it autonomous sensory meridian response that's what <gasps> that's, that's what it stands the, for that's what asmr stands for yeah, yeah for so it's it's basically it brain tingles okay but it's it's mostly audio yeah. and and then with visual aspects to it okay. so it, there's uh, there's so much interesting stuff to cover and i love speaking with people about science and advertising mm-hmm. and marketing and music and mm-hmm. um and healthcare and anything that Audio effects, mm-hmm. and it's just become a much larger topic than just audio branding specifically. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And of course,
1: branding means so much more than marketing yes. and selling and all of that. So it, yeah. it applies to our personal lives as well, like I said, oh, even with definitely. ringtones and whatnot. Yeah. So, but yeah, oh, yeah. I love you bringing all that science and everything. So <laughs> it's wonderful. Thanks. Y'all be sure to check it out, Audio Branding. And so what is the website?
0: Well, the website is the same one that I gave them for the worksheet, which is audiobrandingpodcast.com. Great. And uh, if someone wants to get in touch with me, I'm at voiceoversandvocals.com
1: awesome mm-hmm. perfect i will share those links in the show notes on this episode's page on the website
0: <laughs> i appreciate it
1: so share a little about your work as a
0: voice actor and your album oh <laughs> um the album is from uh, several years back actually now and it was kind of um it was a uh, a, a love like you know it was sort of like a, a love letter to um uh, my early singing and and I just, it it was something I really wanted to do. My goodness. Okay. So, (laughs) so uh, I, I just really wanted to do something music-wise to collaborate with a friend of mine in the UK who I've known since 1999. Mm. (laughs) And it took long enough. It took until about 2015 for us to be able to, easily collaborate online and to send stuff back and forth. And he is brilliant. He's one of those musicians that you absolutely adore but you want to hate him because he plays everything oh. and does it all well. Goodness. <laughs> his name is Chris Conway. He's fantastic. ChrisConway.org if you want to check out his music. Mm. He's amazing and uh he just plays everything Mm. and so he did all the backing tracks of this and all i did was sing Mm. and that just i mean that's because i'm that's all i am i'm (laughs) i'm a singer (laughs) i don't play any other instruments that's enough singing is enough it it certainly is uh is helpful yes Mm. i i do like it a lot yes um but yeah so we did that and uh and just really had a good time with it and yeah and um the voiceover is, well, that I've been doing for like 15 years now, so. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I, I really do love it. It's it's my ability to interpret what a client doesn't know how to tell me Ooh. that I really like doing. Yeah. And and what that for me means, and, and I work in, in short form, so I work in advertising and marketing and branding and corporate narration and, and that kind of thing. For me, what that means is getting across what a company really wants people to know about them, just from the tone of my voice. Mm. And I love doing that. It's such a thrill to hear it later or not, just to send it to the client and then have them go, wow, mm. I-, I didn't know we could sound that good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I like that. You know, that's 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 what gets me to get up in the morning. <laughs> yeah
1: wonderful mm-hmm. oh my goodness how did you get into voice acting
0: well i started volunteering my time at the cnib which is the canadian national institute for the blind back mm. in 1995 wow. <laughs> 95 96 was when i did that and we were actually reading magazine articles for the blind onto reel-to-reel tape at the time <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah it was pretty old <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, And I don't know if that was like a government institution, and so they didn't have the best equipment, mm-hmm. or if that was really the equipment of the day, right. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but either way, that was what we were working with. And I enjoyed the tech as much as I enjoyed the reading. Mm. So I, that was kind of where the bug bit. Mm. But I really didn't act on it until about 2007, because I was doing internet marketing and SEO. So. Wow. I I've been on the internet since '95, mm-hmm. and I had my first computer in '86. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've, I've I'm kind of left and right brained. Yeah. <laughs> so I love computers at the same time that I love music and singing, and and I was songwriting at the time, and I had a songwriting resource mm-hmm. back in '95, and really the way that I got into internet marketing and SEO was promoting that songwriting resource on a dime. I had no money.
1: (laughs) So you had to figure out how to do it.
0: I had to figure it out. And so I figured it out and uh, demonstrated it and people hired me to do it for them. So awesome. Worked out pretty well for a long time. Yeah. And then Google became it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> all the other search engines kind of just kind of disappeared or weren't as as powerful or didn't develop or whatever they okay. just kind of disappeared and yeah. and it got boring mm. it just got boring it used to be both an art and a science mm-hmm. and then it just became science right because it's like one thing and yep. basically it was content yeah okay that's, to me, boring. (laughs) I mean, content isn't boring, but but. manipulating content (laughs) constantly is boring to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, doing what the algorithm wants you to do.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got fed up with it. And I was thinking to myself that it was time to switch my focus. And I was Mm. already self-employed. So I just decided one day, okay, put the voiceover shingle up, let's get this figured out. (laughs)
1: Fabulous. (laughs) And
0: I just went and did it, and at the time I joined a message board because I, I didn't know Facebook existed. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I learned from the message board that um, I shouldn't get my demo done with people who just wanted to take my credit card and mm-hmm. hadn't given me any instruction. <laughs> you learn these the hard way of course <laughs> um, you know and and as a musician i thought i had a leg up and i kind of did but it still is acting and mm-hmm. so i didn't realize how much acting is really involved mm-hmm. you know it's it's an interesting conundrum because when you're doing a commercial for someone you're thinking oh yeah i just you're be be the announcer no no yeah. especially now oh my goodness because people's bs meters are <laughs> so high at the moment <laughs> They're just not gonna. You can't talk at them. You have to talk with them. Yeah. And and so being authentic, right? This is the whole authenticity thing. It's huge right now. If you're not authentic, even when you're speaking a script that says, "Now only you yeah. can come here," you know, and do this, you know, you're being authentic. <laughs> Introducing. Yeah, you're being <laughs>
1: authentic while representing another brand that's yes. not you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you have to be
0: authentic. That and is you still have acting. to be you, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's it's you bringing more you to the aspect of selling something on behalf of this company, right. but not talking at someone, talking right. with them. So it's so, not
1: just inhabiting a role. Yeah. So you know, actors playing a part, in movie, TV, mm-hmm. whatever, on stage, but you're doing it while selling.
0: Yeah. It can be quite complicated. Yeah. And I think for a lot of voice actors, the very first thing that they go to is is copying someone else. Mm-hmm. And that really is how we all get started, mm-hmm. really. I mean, it's how we all learn how to speak in yeah. general. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to voiceover, you kind of have to graduate from there to being yourself mm-hmm. while you're selling this. So I'm selling this thing. But I'm being myself caring about this thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I have to figure out how I can get into my theater of the mind in order to make that sound believable. And if I'm in there in my head, the voice follows. Yeah. And that's hard to, that's hard to learn. It's hard to learn. It's hard to train. But once you know how to figure it out and you've got it figured out for yourself usually because it's hard to tell someone else how to do it (laughs) yeah i would imagine Um, yeah then it's it's a good thing to have in your tool belt Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of things that voice actors do in a day and being authentic is probably the number one thing (laughs) and then that would help you in podcasting as well, of
1: course, even though in your podcast, you are really being yourself, Mm -hmm. but you have practiced those skills even more as a voice actor. So all of us podcasters can learn from that.
0: (laughs) It's something we all need to learn, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. This has been awesome. I've (laughs) loved chatting with you and you've shared such great information. I really appreciate you
0: some really great questions i appreciate it (laughs) absolutely yes and thank
1: y'all for being here today i really appreciate y'all be sure to follow so you don't miss a single episode and i will see you next time on podcast launchpad